0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? All right, open up your Bibles, if you would, to Mark, to the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. Oh, come on, let's give the Lord a better hand clap than that. We are ready for the Word of God. Amen. Yes, we are. Uh, Today we're going to be in the book of Mark, and the title of the message today is The Time is Fulfilled. The Time is Fulfilled. Now, if you know of anyone today that needs to know what time it is, if you know of anyone right now that needs to take a better look at their life, give them a text and tell them to join in. They can find us at cotr.com. In fact, you know, you could write that in your text. You could just write cotr.com, you could send it to them. And, uh, uh, and and tell them you know click on here and click on the live uh, the stream because God has a word for you. You're bound to know someone, uh, you know, you know someone that would benefit from hearing a word from God this morning, and that's what we're going to get. God has a word. For you i know you think that you know uh, you, you may just be here by happenstance or for some other reason no god knew you were going to be here and he has tailor-made something just for you okay well the time is fulfilled you know many imagine that the gospel of mark y'all know uh, people who may not have had time to go to the cemetery i mean the seminary Many people may not know that who Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are. Many people imagine they were disciples, that they were apostles. Well, um, they collectively weren't. Okay. Uh, Matthew and John were disciples of Jesus. But Luke and Mark weren't. Luke was a Gentile, he was a doctor. And he wrote the book of the Gospel of Mark and, excuse me, the Gospel of Luke, and he wrote the book of Acts. He wrote them to the same person in letter form so that he could testify of the things that he had researched. He was a Gentile physician. And he went around and investigated these stories about Jesus and found out from eyewitnesses and put down a great account so that we would have this Holy Spirit-inspired, researched paper to know in the book of Luke... All that Jesus did while he was in his earthly life in ministry and in the book of Acts, what Jesus continued to do through those he had empowered by the Holy Spirit and sent them out into a world. So, uh, you know, uh, that was Luke. Mark, however, was just a young man. Mark was a, was a young man. His mother's name was Mary. And his uncle's name was Barnabas. The same Barnabas, if you've read Acts 13, that was in the church at Antioch that went on a missionary trip with this young man named Paul. Okay, Well, Mark lived in Jerusalem. His mother, Mary, held prayer meetings in her home. The church in Jerusalem with the apostle James and John and these guys, they were, were, were a part of these prayer meetings in Mary's home. In fact, you might remember whenever James, the brother of John, was killed by Herod and he arrested Peter, if you've read it in the book of Acts, and Peter was going to be executed right after the feast was over, there was a group of people in Mary's house, John Mark's mama, and they were praying, and they were praying for Peter to not be killed. And on the night before Peter was going to be executed, an angel went into his jail cell and kicked him and woke him up, and he got up, and the guards were not disturbed, and, and Peter found himself you know, uh, outside, and he was looking around, and the Bible says he came to himself. He realized this is not a dream. He thought it was a dream to begin with. And when the angel departed from Peter, Peter went straight to Mary's house, the mother of John Mark. And knocked on the gate, knocked on the gate, knocked on why? They were having a prayer meeting there, the Bible says. They were praying for Peter to, to be saved, to not be executed, to get out of jail, and uh, you know, no one would believe it was him. Don't you know? In fact, a young girl named Rhoda that answered the gate, you know, uh, didn't even let him in. She ran into the prayer meeting, interrupted it, and said, Hey, Peter's out there. They said, He can't be out there. Don't you know what we're praying for? We're praying for him right now to get out of jail. He's in jail. (laughs) But he kept knocking, and they finally went out there and said, Oh, wow, it is Peter. Well, that was John Mark's mama. And John Mark. His uncle Barnabas wanted to take him along on a missionary journey with the Apostle Paul. When they went on their first missionary journey, John Mark, Barnabas said, Hey, nephew John Mark, come go with us. So John Mark went with them, and they went to the island of Cyprus, and they evangelized, started churches. They went you know, into what is now the southern portion of Turkey, started evangelizing. And for some reason, John Mark said, this is not me. I ain't doing this. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm tired. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I don't know what it was. But at any rate, he left the missionary trip in the middle of the missionary trip, and Paul was not happy with him. For whatever reason he left, Paul felt like he quit on us. And so, you know, later on, on the next missionary journey that Paul and Barnabas were going to take from Antioch, Barnabas said, well, let's take John Mark with us again, my nephew. And Paul said, it ain't going to happen. He quit on us. I'm not taking him. And then Barnabas and Paul in church got in this argument so much so that Barnabas said, fine, I'll take my nephew and go on my own. And he took him and just took off on his own missionary trip. And the Bible says that, that the church laid hands on, Bar, uh, on Saul and, excuse me, Paul and Silas and sent them out. You know, there's a difference between being sent and went. Barnabas went. Paul and Silas were sent. So we don't hear much about Barnabas anymore. uh, Because believe you me, there is a difference in being sent and just went. Uh, So, John Mark, we kind of lose him for a little while. But later he shows up in, in, in the history of the New Testament. In this first generation church. He shows up as a disciple of Peter. The apostle Peter. And so here we have Mark spending time with Peter traveling with him and serving him and helping him and some years later the apostle Paul said hey listen tell John Mark to come on over here and help me he is profitable to me you know God heals things along the way so we know that John Mark got to the place where Paul really respected him and he wanted John Mark to come and help him because he said he can do what needs to be done in this place well that's good news but here when we read matthew mark luke and john matthew starts off with the genealogy he's writing to the jews and the genealogy is very important to establish that jesus was from the line was what was from the tribe of judah and as the line of the tribe of judah so matthew starts there luke he's a physician. He is writing a research paper. He's a Gentile. He's writing something to to a wealthy man named Theophilus. And so, you know, he starts out how John the Baptist was born, and he starts out with a different genealogy. You know, one of them's Mary's, one of them's uh, Joseph's, and, and how both of them, you know, get to Bethlehem and why they're in Bethlehem. And he gives all of this proof text, all of the history behind it, and then the birth of Jesus. When, when John starts his gospel, John writes to us from the very beginning. In the beginning, he goes back to the beginning of time, okay, and uh, tells us, you know, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with, with God, you know, and, and we beheld him as of the only begotten Son of God. And, and he, 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 he took upon flesh, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Wow. I mean, John is painting this eternal picture. What about Mark? Well, Mark is the shortest of the Gospels. It's only 16 chapters. And Mark, when Mark starts, he doesn't start with the genealogies. He doesn't start with anything short of Jesus jumping in, about 30 years old. He, he, he has Jesus jumping in to the miracles and the healings. And, you know, I mean, uh, Mark, Mark just wants to cut to the chase. He wants to tell us what Jesus did. I mean, he healed the sick, he cleansed the leper, he raised the dead, he cast out devils, he walked on water. I mean, uh, where did Mark get all of this? He was just a young teenager, perhaps, when Jesus was around, very young. Where did he get all of this? Well, we understand that he got it straight from Peter. In fact, some scholars imagine this to better be understood as the gospel according to Peter instead of the gospel according to Mark. Because there are some things that are shared in the book of Mark not only sound just like Peter, but some perspectives that Peter may have been the only person to have observed that. It gives some accounts that are given nowhere else, you know, like like uh, you know, Peter at the denial of Jesus, and 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 looking up and seeing Jesus looking back at him, you know, and and uh, you know, and hearing the rooster crow, you know, uh, twice, uh, you know, these uh, only Peter could have known that, and Mark writes it. It's very important to realize that that the Gospel of Mark is intended to be a power packed in your face. This is what Jesus, this is who Jesus was when he was ministering in his earthly life and ministry. This is what he did. I want you to know more than trying to prove to you who he is, let me just tell you what he did. Let me show you how he healed and how he, how he did miracles and, 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 and what's available to you. Because these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils. And they will speak with new tongues. And they will lay hands on the sick. And the sick will recover. Wow. You know. Power. Demonstration. Jesus in your face. That's Mark. Well. uh, Having said that. Let's look at the first chapter of Mark because Jesus comes right on the scene with Mark and Jesus begins in Mark to preach to the multitudes and to change lives it's Jesus in your face It's a loving, caring, kind, good Jesus that is on his way to a cross, but he has a message before he gets there. He doesn't want to just come and die. If all it took was Jesus just to die, he could have done that in Bethlehem. He could have done that on day one in that manger because he was a perfect sacrifice. He was the Son of God, and he could have been killed by Herod right there and would have paid for the sins of mankind, a perfect sacrifice for our sins. But rather than die there or anywhere else, Jesus knew his destiny and knew that he had to stay 33 and a half years, three and a half of those years, to raise up runners for the next lap, to invest in secondary leadership, to make disciples, because how could he tell us to go and make disciples if he himself did not show us how to make disciples so here mark portrays jesus ministering beginning his ministry and it is under one umbrella of truth that jesus does everything that he does He's trying to get something done. Why? Jesus explains why. In Mark 1, verse 14. New King James Version I'm reading from. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Look what verse 15 says. And saying, this is what he was preaching. The time is fulfilled. That's where I got the title. (laughs) The time is fulfilled. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel the time is fulfilled some may say what time you know what time was Jesus referring to well we here especially in 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 the western church we are not as tuned into what time Jesus was talking about but everyone that heard Jesus say the time is fulfilled knew exactly what he was talking about he was talking about the time that they were all looking for the time that they were all yearning for the time when Messiah would be revealed the time when Messiah would come Messiah yeah, the time is fulfilled this time when Messiah would come and appear time for Israel to see their king time for For them to embrace a Savior and to be delivered from their enemies. It was time for things to change. That's what he was saying. You've been walking along, you've been going along in life, and, and, and you've been idly processing life step after step, day after day, week after week, year after year, but Jesus came to declare. Things are changing. It's time for change. Something new is happening. This is a new day. The time is fulfilled. Bible prophecy has so much to say about time. You know, the word time in the King James Version of the Bible is mentioned 563 times. Time. Time. In Genesis 4-3, the Bible talks about in the process of time. In Psalms 102, there's a set time. In Romans 5, there's a due time. In in, uh, Romans 13, it's high time. In 2 Corinthians 6, it's an accepted time. In Galatians 4, the appointed time. In Galatians 4, in the fullness of time. Hebrews 6, in the time of need. Revelation 1 and Revelation 22, the time is at hand. I could go on and on and on and on. Another 552 times to be exact about what time it is. But they all point to the same thing. Now is the time. Today is the time. The time is fulfilled. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 8 says, There is a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. You'll find all those things going on right now. There is a time, Ecclesiastes 3 and also Ecclesiastes 11 says, There is a time, 311 and 317. There is a time for every purpose under heaven god has made everything beautiful appropriate exact perfect for its time you know when i was when i was a young boy uh i was raised in the rather rural area uh I, i was uh you know we lived on a dirt road and you know uh there weren't other families around and uh we we planted crops so that we would eat them and you know we uh we drew water out of a well so we could drink and we could clean our things and we could cook and you know we uh uh we uh, raised animals so that we could eat them you know uh, uh <laughs> and that was just what we did uh y'all know how how that looks and uh i played in the fields and the pastures around my house uh, we had some land, but I, I I would go out into the, you know, woods, as we call them, and uh, I, I would stray, and I, I would just play as a boy, always out. You know, one of the things my mama taught me, told me so that I would have something, because we didn't really have, you know, a lot of things to play with. Y'all may remember, I mean, I could sit on an old tractor that belonged to somebody that was sitting out in an old field, and imagine I was driving it, but that was about it as far as toys. You know, uh, um, my mama told me, you know, She said, my brother, when we were young, he would climb up into pine trees, small pine trees, and he'd get up the very top, and he would start swinging them back and forth, swaying them, and he would see if he could get them all the way to the ground. So that was one of my great pastimes. I would go out, and I'd climb up in the tree, and I would, you know, I'd find that tree's too big, I, I can't sway it, I'd get a smaller one, and I would just keep on and keep on and keep on until I could finally get it ridden over. I can't tell you how many trees I've been thrown out of. You know, uh, uh, it, uh, it 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 was it was just life, but one thing uh, you know uh, uh, that we did not miss at our house was we did not miss supper time. You know, I've got to. Th- this is the truth. I thought supper meant pinto beans, fried potatoes, and cornbread. Uh, I just thought when you said supper, I thought oh. Because that's what we had every night. We had pinto beans, fried potatoes, and cornbread. And, and uh, you know, uh, as I said, no one else really lived around us. So it was fairly quiet. And, uh, but no matter what I was doing, no matter how far away I was from home, uh, there was something that I knew that it was time for me to go home. Come on now. Y'all have been there. Haven't you been there that all of a sudden you think, "Whoa, it's time you know uh and 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 you didn't miss supper at my house you know uh and and i i in fact, I don't think I ever missed supper time. I'd be out playing sometimes I could hear my sisters calling me, my mama called me sometimes I could see some dirt from my dad having you know it drove his pickup down the dirt road and it would filter into a field or into the, the woods where I was sometimes you know I could hear the truck door slam, you know. Uh, little reminders all along the way, but without without even you know without even any other conscious thought or any other cue, something would happen to me uh, whenever it got to be about supper time. And uh, many times I would just take off running because I'd be a long way away from home. I mean, I, I I was adventurous. I would just you know go out into the fields, you know, uh, and, and 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 into the woods. But I'd run home. Sometimes I would get there just in time. I don't ever remember being late for supper you know I never missed supper i would get there just i I'd, I'd, you know i'd have to be sent back out to wash my hands you know and and uh, go out to well and draw some water and pour it on my head or something you know uh uh but uh, i i don't know how it happened uh but all of my life i have felt like i have a clock on the inside of me anybody ever feel that way i feel that way you know uh you know uh, i wake up in the mornings before my alarm and turn it off uh 99 times out of 100 y'all know what i'm talking about yeah many of you do some of you go no i don't some of you at home are going no i missed that one this morning yeah uh but i've always felt like i had this clock on the inside of me and uh you know perhaps we all have this god-given unction on the inside of us about time and uh, maybe you see signs of the times or maybe, maybe you hear people talking about the times. Uh, uh, but, but, but for whatever reason, despite whether you, whether you get any signals or not, you know that there is a time, that this, this is time. And that's what Jesus was appealing to in the lives of men and women. And what he's still appealing to today. You know, many of the messengers that have been sent out have been sent out with one message. Those 563 times that we see the word time mentioned, sent out with one message. It's time. It's the appointed time. It's the set time. Now is the time. It's time. It's time. The time is fulfilled. In the fullness of time, God has sent so many messengers just to tell us what time it is. It's time. We call them prophets and evangelists and pastors, teachers, apostles, even angels on assignment. You know, it's like, you know, Jesus, you know, he he came whenever we wouldn't listen to any other messenger. So God sent his son. When did God send his son? Galatians 4, 4, in the fullness of time. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. In the fullness of time, when it was right, when it was time, and everyone knew it was time, from the wise men to those who Herod got to come and say, hey, listen, is it time for the king to be born? Where will he be born? You know, uh, people know. John three seventeen tells us, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. You know, uh, that, 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 that through Jesus the world might be saved. It's time, in the fullness of time. And that's what Jesus was telling The messages that Jesus preached were all under the umbrella. The messages that Paul preached, the messages that Timothy preached, the message that Peter preached, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all tell us that it is high time that we recognize Messiah has come. It's a message that continues to be be preached all over the world today. What's going on around the world? What's going on in Israel? What is the, the main concern that people have? The main thing they want to know? Is it time? Is this the time? Is this the time whenever Jesus is coming back? Is this the time whenever you know, the tribulation will begin? Is this the time when Armageddon will be triggered? Is this the time spoken of in Psalms 83? Is this the time of Ezekiel 37, 38, 39? Is this the time of Jeremiah 49? Is this the time? You know, is this the time? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Everyone, even in the direst situations, has something on the inside of them saying, It's time. And this morning I am appealing to you. I'm appealing to your soul. I'm appealing and praying that the Holy Spirit of God, without regard as to when you are listening or watching, That the Holy Spirit of God by the anointing would touch your heart and mind and you would sense that it is time. What time? The time that Jesus said it is. It's time to change. It's time. It's time. As Jesus said, Mark 1.15 you know, it it was the message of the hour for Jesus. And it's It was the message of the hour for Isaiah. It was the message of the hour for Jeremiah. It was the message of the hour for Hosea. It was the message of the hour for Joel. It was the message of the hour for Daniel. It's the message of the hour for Abraham, for Noah. It was the message of the hour for David. It was the message of the hour for Solomon. It's the message of the hour for me and you. What did he say? Jesus said Mark 1:15 The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand it's right in front of you Listen to me boys and girls men and women moms and dads listen The kingdom of God. Jesus came to tell us because, because like the parable in Matthew 21, no one would believe the servants. So God sent his only son to give us the same message. The kingdom of God is right in front of you. It's time, he said. The time's fulfilled. Repent. What does that mean? This This was his two messages. Repent and believe in the gospel wow, this morning I don't have any better message than the message Jesus preached. And so today I'm going to encourage you to recognize something on the inside of you. Just check with it. Just check in on it, okay? I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things going on. But just check with the clock in your life. Check with that Holy Spirit unction for just a moment. Is it time for you to change? Is it time for you to repent? Repent means to turn your life over to Him, to turn from going one way and go another way. Okay? To, to turn, to turn your time, your attention, to turn and give your attention to God. Give your life to Him repent it begins with saying i'm sorry lord for my sin i'm sorry because i wasn't listening i'm sorry because i i I did what i should not have done or i did not do what i should have done you know it could be something small god's dealing with you about but i submit to you that god is dealing with you right now god is dealing with you right now you have a thought don't push that thought away what is it that you need to change? What is it that you need to repent of? What is it that you need to lay down? What is it that you need to quit? What is it that you need to stop? What is it that you need to start? One thing, only one thing. You only have to take one step today. You only have to take one step. Just repent. Just, just say to the Lord, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I'm sorry. I, I won't allow myself to think that again. I'm sorry. I will not say that again I'm sorry I'm not going there I'm not going to go there again that's all you know it's all it could be in relationship it could be in finances it could be in something that swallows you in the evenings in the night times and and you're pulled into a dark place Just say, no, repent. This is the umbrella under which Jesus preached every message, healed every hurt. Repent. For some of you, it means that repentance is connected to salvation because perhaps you have never invited Jesus into your heart and your life. It begins with repentance. I'm sorry. Come into my heart and my life, Jesus. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Help me. Teach me. Show me how to not repeat the mistakes of my past. Show me how to break the habits, the addictions, the frustrations. God, help me. I'm telling you, he will do that right now. Do you think the message of Jesus is an empty message? It is not. It's a message filled with power. When God had sent every messenger he could, he finally sent his son. And he gave us a power to repent. You have power right now by Jesus Christ to be set free from the bondage you've been living in. Repent. And then he said number two. The first thing he said is, it's time to repent. It's time. Today. Now. It's the fullness of time. It's the set time. It's the appointed time. It's due time. It is due time. Nothing you can do about your yesterday, but there's everything you can do about your tomorrow, and it starts right now. You will never repent on a day that's not called today. Today is the only day you have. It's time to repent. Number two, it's time to believe in the gospel. It's time to believe in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know that we have hurts and disappointments that we will carry with us to our graves. But one of the disappointments that we do not need to carry is a feeling that God is disappointed with us. There are some things that happen that we cannot change. We cannot turn back the clock and that we cannot forget But we need to give those things to God and believe in the gospel. It's time, Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel. It's time to believe in the gospel. To believe that God has the power that the gospel of Jesus Christ can save your spouse. I see somebody here today that I told their wife that one time, God will save your husband. You know, whoo. That seemed like so far away. Now, here we are, maybe twenty-five years later. Boom! <laughs> oh, I love it when that happens. I see somebody I I I told that their husband would be in church, and uh, you know, and 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 uh, you know, just how many years ago? Three, four, five? Yeah. There's no way. There was no way. I saw him tap you on the shoulder a while ago. Believe in the God. You have to believe in something before you can believe for it. And all we're doing is believing in God's Word. The Gospel. We believe in God's Word. I believe the Word of God. I believe God can save my soul, forgive my sins, set me free, cleanse my past. And give me a future. I believe he can heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out devils. I believe he can break addictions. I believe he can send abundant harvest on my fields. I believe in the gospel. I believe in miracles. I believe he can feed the multitudes with only a little bit in his hands. If I'll put what I have in his hands, he can multiply it for miracles. I believe that he can bind the demons of hell and keep them from running and ruining this world. I believe that God can save my congressmen and women and can save my, my you know, executive branch and and can deliver us through uh, through a a court proceedings. I believe in the gospel. I believe in miracles. I believe in power. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the gospel. It's time to repent. And it's time to believe in the gospel. (laughs) Why do preachers get loud? I don't know. It's the only story we have. It's the story of Jesus Christ. Amen? If you're here today and you're watching online and you have never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, today is the day. Now is the time. Do it right now. Just right here where you are. You can bow your head, close your eyes, or you can look up to heaven, or you can just uh, call out to Him wherever you are and say, Jesus, you know, I've I feel Lord it's time here I am it's time for me to change it's time for me to change the kingdom of God is standing right in front of you just repent I'm sorry for my sins forgive me of my sins I realize that I need help I recognize I need a Savior I I, I change I'm going to turn help me give me the power I believe in the gospel I believe in Jesus the good news I believe. And today, it's a time of change. Take that step right now. Invite Him in. And if you need Him in any other area, you need Him in your marriage, you need Him in your money, you need Him in, in your ministry, you need Him you know, in, 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 in your mind, invite Him in. Just change. Just take a step. Okay, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to start this. It's time to change. It's time. And the power is here. Father, Lord, I pray for each person, Lord, here on campus, Lord, and online, God. I pray, Father, for every individual, Lord. This is the time. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is right in front of them, God. Lord, I pray that you would grant them the power. I know you have it, Lord. God, just to take a step toward you, just to make a declaration, just to say like I said in in, in my life, I'm going to step into what God wants for me. Nothing else has ever satisfied. Lord, I repent. I pray everyone would feel that the time to change is at hand. Oh, the testimonies we've heard, sir, of people touched by you who changed. Lord, let that be the testimony, God. Root out our enemies, Lord. Protect us and bring peace, we pray, to our nation, to our generation through Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray.